the one and only Steve Berline, the pride of Notre Dame. He still has that gold helmet because he can wear it one more time this year. Where are you going? To the Sun Bowl? Is that, is that where you're going? To El Paso, Texas? Well, that, 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 has that been officially announced? I guess it has. That's what everybody's saying. What is it, Oregon State, Notre Dame? Is that right? That is true. That is true. And, and just so you know, your fighting Irish now are a double-digit favorite because we're not sure if Oregon State's even making the trip. Their head coach said, well, well I'm not coming. Uh, the quarterback's not coming, and uh, other players aren't coming. Yeah, the coach and the quarterback both uh, kind of exited via the transfer portal there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. Let's, let, can we do the breaking news here for Steve Berline here? Here it is. All right. Now, this is where you can find Steve Berline. All right. On December the 29th, Steve Berline will be in El Paso, Texas, probably, at, an, at a watering hole before and after the game, some fine Mexican food at the – I got that wrong, Steve. I said it was the Sun Bowl. I am, I am so sorry. It is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> well, listen, I can tell you this, and and I mean this sincerely. When I when I was uh, worthy enough of doing television games <laughs> for CBS, you still are, my day, friend. Okay, you still are. I'll yeah, remember that. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, point point being that when when I was uh, on their uh, active roster. I did the Sun Bowl two times, and uh, Oregon State actually was in one of those Sun Bowls that I did cover. I can't remember who they were playing, uh, but Matt Moore was the quarterback. Um, but I can tell you this, that really, uh, you know, and this is all prior prior to all the last, you know, last few years of what the heck is going on at the border right now, but El Paso rolls out the red carpet for those teams and for for that event, it is their biggest deal, and and they take it seriously. They take a lot of pride in it, and it is a an absolute blast down there. And uh, I can tell you, just from experience, it's a good time. And if if, uh, if you get an opportunity to go down there and be a part of it, you'll you'll enjoy yourself. I would imagine we could get some good Mexican food in El Paso too, right? Yeah, you got some great Mexican food down there for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, and the hospitality is really what kind of separates, you know, they, they get all the leaders in the community, all the business leaders, everybody, they all step up and, and just they're, they're volunteering and driving people around and making sure that you, all the hospitality suites are stocked and, uh, you know, you get all the, the, the libations that you could possibly want. And, uh, you know, just really a good time all the way around. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Steve Berline, the former uh, NFL analyst with uh, CBS Sports and College Football Analyst on the television side, and now the current uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce of El Paso. <laughs> That's right. I love That's it. right. All they, right, brother. They, they pay better than they pay better than you do. Let's put it that Whoa, way. Whoa! They may give you some. They may give you some darn good Mexican food, but I'm going to give you the fine chicken delight over here, brother. <laughs> If I'm lucky, you'll give it to me. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, you just got to get here, my man. Just got to get here. The, the Tito's are waiting for you, okay? Love it. Love what, it. What do you think? Okay, man, we talked a lot about this yesterday. I want your take, though. All right, uh, the college football playoff. I want to know what the Steve Berline criteria is here, and then give me your four. You know, the, the, uh, the system is screwed up, obviously. We all agree that that, that is the case, and we're all – very excited about the expansion of it, um, you know, come, that's coming down the road here very soon. But, you know, this, um, hopefully will be the last time we have this conversation about, you know, who deserves to be in there. Um, 
you know, there there are six teams that that can make a legitimate, you know, uh, statement or case for themselves being in the playoffs. Uh, the two that aren't uh, that that a lot of people believe should be are Florida State and Georgia. And but but I do think that if if you're going by the best four teams right now, and unfortunately that that does incorporate taking injury into the equation and. Um, you know, who, who they think is going to match up the best. Um, I think they got it right. And, and I, I, I guarantee you that Michigan does not want to play Alabama. I mean, they do not. And nobody would want to play Alabama right now after what they saw, uh, Alabama do to, 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 um, you know, Georgia last week. Um, you know, Michigan obviously is in, uh, it's Texas. Um, you know, they, they have absolutely every right to be there. Um, it, it, it's, I don't know if there is a, uh, a, a, I mean, the, the big argument obviously is the Florida State snub and, and, but not having Travis Jordan, I think is, um, you know, a, a legitimate, uh, I guess issue to raise and, uh, to kind of base their decision on with, with him playing, they can play with anybody, but, with them, with him not playing, they can lose to almost anybody. And, uh, you know, that's, that was proven the last, you know, week, two weeks of the season, uh, where they, you know, they, they just barely skated by. But, uh, based on merit, based on the four, the undefeated season, I could see and I understand and I, I'd be doing the same thing if I was a, a member of the Florida State, uh, you know, uh, organization or, you know, as a player or a coach or if I was a fan of Florida State, uh, that argument is 100% valid. Uh, but, I, but I do believe that the committee got it right. Washington obviously believes, uh, belongs in there, too, with the, the teams they've beaten over the course of the year and the level of play that Michael Penix is playing at. Uh, that's a really good football team. So I don't know who you bump out uh, and put Florida State in. Obviously, Alabama is the argument that, that – uh, um, they do they really belong, but I guarantee you nobody wants to play them. So um, it's a tough call, but I think they got it right. I think they got the four best teams, and hopefully we'll have a few good games out of it. See, I'm going to differ a little bit here. And, again, we're on the same page with Florida State, and we could be as nice as we want. But, again, you know, when you look at the so-called criteria and one thing does not mean more than the other between conference championship, strength of schedule, head-to-head, comparative outcome, key players available at the end of the season, and that's where it, that's where it's, it stops right there with Florida State when your quarterback is not there and when you have two backup quarterbacks – that can't get the job done, and you have 55 yards of passing in your most important game, 219 total yards in your most important game against Louisville, I'm sorry, because they would be non-competitive against any of these teams. So for me, it's easy. Florida State is is not the one. For me, it's Georgia, Steve. This is a team that won 29 in a row. This is a team that was consensus number one. This team was favored to beat Alabama, but they only lost Alabama by three points, and arguably... And I even say arguably, it's a fact. The SEC is still the c- toughest conference. So for me, someone else has got to go, and Georgia's got to get in there because Georgia doesn't but drop from one to six. I mean, that's ridiculous. But it, but it, but it can't be Alabama, right? Because no. Alabama just beat them. No, for and me, the, it's so, got to so be Washington Texas. or Texas for me. It's, but, it's gotta, but it can't be Washington. It can't be Washington. They've beaten good teams all the way along. Um, and, and, and stepped up and won the conference championship in a very 
surprisingly good Pac Pac twelve or whatever you want to call it now. So it would have to be Texas, uh, who just pounded Oklahoma State in the uh, in the Big Twelve championship game. Okay, hold on. So, I, I'm now moving you. I'm moving you from the uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce of El Paso to now the head chair of the committee because we could use you on this committee. Okay, so I'm going to put you over there. <laughs> and then, in, in my argument to you, uh, Mr. Chairman of the committee, is this. Uh, I'll disagree respectfully about Washington because remember, they were suspect to begin with. They were a 10 point underdog to Oregon. So no one thought that Washington was going to be in. They thought, okay, Oregon's going to win. So Washington's out of the equation, but they beat Oregon twice. Granted, that, that's fine. But I, I dispute their, their, their resume. They had ugly wins against Arizona State on their home field, 15 to seven. They, they beat Stanford. Not by very much in, in Washington State on their home field uh, in the last play of the game. And really, I mean, they, they didn't have a bunch of quality wins. And so you're, you're saying that some of the Alabama, uh, you know, they almost got beat, should have got beat by Auburn. Uh, uh, they, there were a lot, a couple of other very ugly early games in the season. We know when they're going back through their, their quarterback struggles. Uh, you can also look at some of the Georgia games. There, there, there were some uh, games where Georgia did not look like the best team in the country. True. So you're saying that their ugly wins uh, uh, me are not as ugly as Washington, with you know scooting by yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, I am saying that because they they had Arizona State and Stanford and Washington State all in their home field, and they were more than double digit favorites. And again, we look at it from a Vegas perspective too, where those teams shouldn't even be competitive against them, and and and, and they barely won. And again, you're a ten point underdog against Oregon, and admit it. Didn't you think Oregon was going to beat Washington yourself? We weren't going to be talking about you know Washington. I, I I wasn't conceding that one at all. No, by no means. Okay. I, I thought the spread was a little bit uh, unfair. To, you know, Washington was lighting the scoreboard up no matter who you put them on the the field against, and you knew that was going to be a shootout. And uh, I didn't think Oregon was going to run away with that game at all. And I thought Washington had a chance to win that game for sure. But but this point being that we're going to always have these discussions because I do agree. Georgia is definitely one of the top four teams there it is. in the country. There it is. But, but, but I, I think Texas and Washington are as well. Okay. So then Alabama I mean, would so be that, up that, There's five teams that have a legitimate claim to be in the four, one of the four best teams in the country. And, you know, the, the, the timing, unfortunately, that does come into play. And the fact that, um, you know, that, that Alabama – uh, is that team that scooted in, uh, to the, the SEC championship and then took down, uh, Georgia, uh, that by, by virtue of that recent, you know, sound win, you can't bump Alabama. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, obviously a, a very, very uh, passionate argument that people are uh, making all over the country right now. And I understand why Georgia's pissed tonight totally understand why Florida State is too because they couldn't have done any better you know injuries injuries do happen and they still you know came through uh and and met all the criteria uh for making it to the the, the college football playoff so you know what, what can we do yeah 
All right, well, you got to fire me as a commissioner now again. You know, I was just going to say, I'm sending you back to your day job at the uh, El Paso uh, <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't clear it up for you, did I? You didn't clear it up for me. Yeah, you're just as disappointed as that North Carolina State Athletic Director. Who's at the yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's unbelievable, but but I mean, that just compl- every year it seems like, and in some years more magnified than others, but it just seems like every single year we have the same conversation. Right. Somebody got snubbed that belongs there. And uh, now when, when they expand, you know, I don't think that the arguments will be as valid because you're going to be talking about teams that don't realistically, even though they may be undefeated, uh, they don't realistically have a claim to, um, to being in the national championship conversation if they're not one of those teams that qualifies the top, you know, what is it going to be? Uh, are they going to go to 12? What, what, have they, it's going to be full 12. Yeah. So if you can't get in as one of the top 12, yeah, then story. you don't have a, you don't have a legitimate gripe. Yeah. So, it. I mean, even those 11th and 12th teams really don't belong there, but you're, you're eliminating the conversation by going that deep. So I think it's great. I, I know you got to get going, but real quick, a quick take on the NFL from uh, last Sunday. Uh, thoughts, Niners, Eagles, quarterback injuries, Kenny Pickett, uh, Trevor Lawrence last night. What stood out to you real quick over the weekend? Well, you know, the, the Niners, obviously, that's something of, of Philadelphia was the most impressive uh, win of the weekend. They just they they just seem to know how to turn it on when they need to turn it on. And, uh, the you know, the three-game skid middle of the season, I think, could not have come at a better time uh as far as their their concern there's never a good time for that but as far as uh them being able to have time to right the ship and get refocused and get healthy again you know through the bye week and everything else uh they're a team on a mission and they're going to be impossible to to beat i think as long as they stay healthy um you know devastating injury specifically to the uh trevor lawrence did they come out and have they have they expanded on uh the significance of it yet no, I haven't heard uh, length of time. I know it's a high ankle yeah. sprain. I know that. So you know how dangerous yeah. or, you know, what that can do. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, and uh, shoot, you, 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 I mean, that's a team that had they won that game, and I think they would have won with uh, Trevor Lawrence in there. I don't think there's any, well, there's doubt, but, um, you know, I think that they would have won that game. Um, they still should have won the game with McManus, should have made that first field goal. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a team that should have been the number one seed after last night, had he not gone down the way that he did. Um, and, and they're, they're obviously a completely different team with him on the field. Uh, but then, you know, Cincinnati, uh, has gone through the same thing with losing Joe Burrow and, uh, you know, Browning stepped up last night, looked pretty darn good. Now we'll see if he can keep it together and keep them in the hunt. I don't, I don't foresee that happening. But uh, a really uh, impressive uh, showing by him and the Bengals last night in general. Uh, but you know, uh, Kenny Pickett, the the the, the Steelers, uh, they were going to make the playoffs probably with Pickett, and uh, they were going to probably you know scare somebody in the first round. That was going to be about it because that team, obviously, with the offense that they have, they're not going to they weren't going to make any real noise in the playoffs. So uh, you know, it, it maybe Trubisky could end up being an upgrade offensively with. The new offensive coordinator, coordinator, um, that, or whoever's calling plays there now. So we'll, we'll see how that works itself out, but, uh, potentially their offense could get better with Trubisky in there now. So, uh, who knows? Uh, but I think those are the main stories. We could get into a lot of other stuff, but 
as you said, I've got to run right now. I've got a, yeah. another previous commitment, so I apologize. No, no worries, brother. I just think a uh, final thing here that's pretty ironic that uh, your former teams, uh, some of your former teams, the Raiders, the Panthers, and, and the Jaguars all have, you know, quarterback uh, problems, injuries, and are deficient. And your number is probably still available over in those locker rooms. I, it might be time for you to come on and visit, you know, any one of those teams. Let's go. You've you got to be better than point. any of those ham and acres right now. I'm telling you. That, that, that's a good point. I'd want to get my other knee replaced before I got that done, though. I've, I've had both hips and, and one knee. I'd like to get another new joint, new knee joint before I go out there and try to make that move. Uh, maybe, maybe next year. I'll make myself available. I still think you on one and a half limbs is is better than uh, those three teams' quarterbacks right now, my friend. You know, I, I'll tell you what: if they could, if they could block it up, I, I think I could, you know, throw it as efficiently as they are. Let's put it that way, my man. All right, brother. Appreciate the time as always. I uh, will talk to you soon. All right, bud. See you. There he is, Steve Berline.